Hello, hello, everybody. This is Reverend Sydney Finn with your Sunday messages. The topic that I'm going over today is the astral. So this is kind of an abstract concept that kind of stumps a lot of people. Like, what is it? What is that thing that you keep referring to as far as the astral goes? So first, before I even get into the nitty-gritty details of this, let me just define what the astral is. So for this session, for this episode, the astral is anything that does not exist on the material plane. So in the earth plane, in this 3D experience that we're having here, This is anything beyond that. So this is what you would describe as like heaven for some people. This is also dream space. So the place that you go off and dream at night. This is also the area that you access all of your karmic information. So for those of you that are familiar with Akashic Records, you access it through the astral. Your divine truth, like your connection to source, your higher self, it's all connected to the astral. This is also the space in which you plan. So for those of you that are really into manifesting, manifesting is actually done in astral time first. So you build it in the astral and then it materializes in the physical which uh, I'm not going to go over all of the manifestation details, but just know that this is basically where you build it. Okay, so that is what the astral is, and that's how I'm defining it for this episode. Now, I've been sitting and trying to think about how I can convey this and how I can really communicate this to you in a way that makes sense and is kind of easy to remember. So I finally came up with an analogy that I can give you lots of examples for. So I I think a lot of you are probably already familiar with the idea of the fact that you have different bodies. So think about this for a second. We all know of like a higher self or a spirit or a soul or, you know, that, that thing that nobody can really put their finger on, right? So we have that body. That's your astral body or your higher self. You have your physical body, your earth body, so that's your flesh and bone, the part of you that is able to walk around the earth and that experiences, you know, pain and other aches and and things like that, other sensations. And then you have your emotional body, so the emotional process, the emotional growth, the, the part of you that 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 feels so less of the physical and more of the emotional f- sense of feeling and then you have your shadow self so that's the the dark the wounded part of you that's that's something I'll go into at a different time cuz that that's a big topic in itself but I'm sure many of you have heard of shadow self as well then there's also pain body. There's a lot of different bodies, and I'm, I'm not going to be going over all of them, but that's essentially what it is. So for, for this episode, I guess we're going to be focusing on the main three bodies. So mind, body, spirit, your mental body, your higher self, which is spirit, and then your, your physical body, which is body. Now let me get into the analogy that I finally came up with about how I can explain this to you in regards to the astral. 
right? Because it's all about like, well, what do we do with it? The astral is there. So how do you work with it? How does it pertain to the physical experience? So the best way that I can describe this is when you think about your physical body. So the physical body on earth, the flesh and bone version of you, I like to think about that as a house. Okay, so, and this is a good analogy for it because houses don't move, right? They're they're stuck in one space unless it's a modular home, but I digress. So you have a house that's planted, it has roots, and it remains in the physical. Okay, that's your, your physical body. Early in your experience, right, when it comes to decorating the house or expressing yourself, right, decorating a home would be uh, basically the same thing as personal expression, personal flavor. So things like style and and uh, personality and things like that. Early on, those are more controlled by your parents. So think about, you know, maybe they're the ones who furnish your home. Some of you got completely jacked, right? Maybe your your home was totally thrashed by your parents and they left you with a big mess. Kind of a crappy situation. I've totally been there. I, that was kind of a raw deal that I got growing up, but that's kind of how it works. And then some of you, you know, your parents, maybe they left a broken window or two, but for the most part, they furnished your home appropriately. And then you're able to change that as you evolve into adulthood. Now, your mental body kind of lives deeper inside of the house, Um, but this is also kind of like your kitchen, like where you cook things up and how you think about things, like creating a recipe for the experience that you're having. So I'm not going to focus too much on that, but just know it's there. It lives inside the house. If you were to go up into the attic of the home... This is the closest thing that I would describe to as your higher self or your spirit self, because this is like the highest part of the home, but you don't actually want to leave the house or evacuate the house fully because that's called death. If you leave your physical body 100%, that's called dying. So we don't want to leave, we don't want to go into the astral 100%, but we, you know, maybe you can imagine like having some skylights up in the attic, like a whole bunch of windows, like you can see you have that connection up into the astral, your divine library. But in the in the attic, There's gobs and gobs and gobs of stuff that you have collected from the astral and brought with you when you came onto the planet. So, for example, maybe you have some files up there that's like your Akashic Records, for example. That's all of the stuff that you have in this lifetime, but you don't necessarily have conscious awareness of what's going on in your Akashic Records, thank God. Because that that would be absolutely maddening and none of you, I promise, none of you want to know what's in your Akashic Records through and through. But just know they exist in your attic. Now, this is also where your blueprints are. So all of the things that you want to manifest, they exist in those blueprints up in that attic with your higher self. Okay, so that's what's sitting up there as well. 
you know, maybe you have um, like your ancestral information, your cultural information, because those are different, right? Your physical body is holding information from your your physical lineage, and then also the culture in which you're born into also has its own history. So all of that information is up there in the attic as well. Basically, all of the karmic information, all of your plans, all of the nitty-gritty stuff is up in the attic. I'm going to shift gears here for a moment and kind of rewind a little bit and focus a little bit more on like how this pertains to my work. So I'm sure some of you are wondering like, well, how how are you doing the readings then? Like where is all of that information coming from? So for those of you that have worked with me one-on-one, if you've done an energetic session with me before, you know that when we get on our call, I'm like, okay, we're in a sky blue bubble and it's tucked in under your feet. And then I ask you to say your name. Now, when I do that, that's basically the equivalent of me coming over and knocking on your door of this house. And I'm like, hey, do you mind if I come in and check out your attic? Now, some people are just focused on like, my my house is totally thrashed. What can I do to fix this? So I help them, you know, make some adjustments to their their physical space. And that's when we're working more with the physical body. Maybe I'm reading some health stuff. Maybe you have health issues going on and I'm helping you with the actual physical body. Some people are like, okay, I need, um, like, my lights are completely out. How do I get the power back on? You know, for those of you that are, like, completely exhausted, it's about how to get the engine going again, how to get things moving again. So sometimes that's where I'm helping people or how I'm helping people. Other times, you know, there's, like, some vermin up in your attic, and it's causing absolute chaos. And so when that happens, then I have to do some extermination, if you will, of those vermin, get rid of all of that that's, you know, maybe it's tearing up your attic completely and it's making you feel deep, deep, deep despair because it's kind of destructive to your connection with your higher self at that time. And there's a lot of different things that go on but ultimately, that's kind of what I'm doing is I'm I'm coming over. You give me permission to come into the house. That's what me asking for a name does. It's like, okay, I, I'm welcome inside of your house and I can take a look in your attic. And then from there, we can figure everything out. So the the information from the astral is kind of in that in-between space. So even though it's really high up, that's kind of the way we think about it when we're fully conscious, it's accessible to you at all times within your physical body. And that's the emphasis that I really want to put here is no matter what issues you're having, no matter what problems you have, whether your lights are out or you have vermin or you need help with some blueprints or anything like that that we work on, You, with or without help, it's always accessible to you from that attic space, but 
we don't want to leave the attic. That's when you start having a lot of problems. And I just had a client yesterday, and I see this for those of you that have a lot of water placements in your natal chart. If you are highly intuitive, if you're super psychic, then you're more likely to have issues with going into the astral a little bit more deeply, and that's where you can really have problems. So let me give you an example. My client yesterday who was struggling with this, and this is like the primary purpose why she contacted me, but the best way I can explain it while sticking to this analogy that we have going is that she was basically going up into the attic and staying there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And then when she would come back downstairs, she started to feel crazy. That was the way she described it, is that she's she's absolutely just not, not doing well, <laughs> to... to Put it lightly. And this makes sense, right? Because think about if you have a home right now, or you can imagine you have a house, right? Your physical body. If you were to go up into the attic and then leave everything in your house and leave it completely untouched, then think about all the bad things that can happen. Like, did you forget to lock your doors? Can somebody break into your house and cause damage? That can happen sometimes. Did some, you know, more vermin get into your house? Is um, there dust all over the place? Is it messy? Is there rotten food in the fridge? Like this, I know it's a silly example, but that's essentially what happens if you spend too much time in the astral or your personal attic. You don't want to be spending so much time up there. And I want to be clear that I'm not encouraging you to like fear the astral. It's not a bad thing at all. It's just that we are physical beings. So we we have earth bodies and we have to take care of the earth body. You can't ignore this and just totally fly off into outer space, out into the astral. You do not want to do that because it causes a lot of problems. Your body or your house is going to end up taking a beating if you're not inside of it. This is why everyone talks about getting grounded, staying grounded. And I would actually argue because the majority of people who follow me and, and, um, listen to my work, more than likely you tend to err on the more sensitive, intuitive side of things. So your issue is more than likely, if you're listening to this, that you're very sensitive to leaving your body or going unconscious. Now, the the same thing goes for when people do a whole bunch of drugs or when you get drunk. It's literally you go unconscious or you go up into that attic space and just fall asleep. So this is where you want to have a blend of both. You can go up into that attic at any time. If you need to work on your manifestations, if you need to work on those blueprints, if you need to do some Akashic record work, I don't recommend doing that alone unless you are, um, unless that's your specialty as far as career goes. If that's something you you know you can do solo, I don't recommend doing it alone. But <laughs> You always have access to it. It's not something that you need to spend hours upon hours upon hours doing. Like I said, you're already dreaming when you go to sleep. You manifest. You're spending plenty of time in the astral. 
on the rare occasion, more than likely if you already have a spiritual practice, right, you're not, you're not having issues being in the astral. On occasion, I do have someone uh, come into my practice who, who needs to exercise that a little bit more and maybe develop more of the spiritual side of things or the spiritual practice because it's going to help them gain more control over the physical world. But more often than not, I'm seeing the opposite where going unconscious or um, substance use or, I mean, any type of addiction can cause this where you go unconscious instead of staying grounded. So that is the best way for me to describe it. Now, the other thing that happens, I can probably do an episode about dreams more specifically because I know a lot of people are interested in that. But it's kind of like imagine that you had a bed up in your attic and you you needed to hang out there and maybe do some work. So sometimes people dream to manifest, like sometimes that's the best way that they manifest and they just do it organically. Sometimes if you're under immense stress, you're kind of carrying over the information from your mental body into your dream space, into that astral area. And that's when there can also be a little bit of friction as a result. There's also, if you are really trying to work something out in the physical realm and in the earth plane, and you're not able to do it successfully, sometimes you'll bring it up into the astral and try to work it out in the dream space. And all of those things are fine. Like it's not, of course, if you're having nightmares and stress, like I can, I can go into all of this later, but just understand that you're already spending a lot of time up there. It's not something where I would recommend that you eject or you you try to like go out there more because like I said with with the example of the client that I had and I've I've had a few like this. If you're spending so much time in the astral when you get back down into your body, it can cause it can cause panic, it can cause um, pain and aches because you're trying to get back into your body. And that friction actually causes uh, literal pain. So we want to prevent all of that. There's no reason why it needs to be that hard or that challenging. We can do both. You can access the astral the astral safely from your body. It's the same exact idea and it's the exact reason why I get so frustrated when people are talking about opening their chakras. I want to smack somebody every time I see, you know, third eye open or crown chakra open because every single person that I read who has open chakras has problems. It causes issues. It causes problems. It is not something that should be glamorized. And I feel really passionately about this because I'm helping people to fix this. People come to my practice to help for me to help them fix this and repair this issue. And so I just want to let all of you know that that's also a part of what's happening here is... You can go into that attic space whenever you need to. It's not something that needs to be done for hours on end. You don't need to overdo it. 
There's absolutely no reason to overdo time in the astral. It's really exhausting, and there's ways to be grounded and access that information. So uh, one of the big complaints with spiritual practitioners, this is another thing I see often, whenever there's an unhealthy or an unsafe healer, I notice that generally they want to go get information, so they want to leave their body and go get information, but it, it, like I said, their body takes a beating, their house is thrashed, they're not able to take good care of their space and their, their physical body when they're trying to go to the information rather than call it in and access it with permission while staying grounded. And this is what I have to remind people is my, my chakras are closed at all times. I don't open that shit. I don't want to pick up people's garbage. I don't want attachments. I I don't want to deal with the exhaustion of leaking energy all over the place because my diaphragm is open. I I'm not doing that. It's unsafe and unhealthy and it's it, it is absolutely despicable that people teach this because I'm the one who has to repair it time and time again, which is fine. Like that that's what I'm here to do is to help people do that, but I just don't like that this is taught by other people. I do not recommend it. And I think that there is a discrepancy between healthy healers and unsafe spiritual practitioners that are just doing radical things for the sake of enlightenment, I think is what they're going for. I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm not into all that. So this is where I just want you to know that You do not need to fly off into outer space. You do not need to go into the dream realm. Anyway, I hope you found this helpful. And, um, you know, maybe I can do like a, a part two because I'm just scraping like the tip of the iceberg. I just wanted to give you guys an analogy of kind of how all of this is intertwined. And remember that all of this it can be done within your body. Like every time I do a reading or I'm in an energetic session with somebody, I'm not flying off into outer space. No, no, no. I'm fully grounded and present for you in order to help you access whatever information you need. But I'm not beating up my own house. I'm not thrashing my interior and breaking out windows and getting attachments for the sake of being able to do a reading for you. That it doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm saying you can be grounded, you can take really good care of your space, you can be within your body and access all of the information that you want and manifest in the astral and work on those blueprints and do whatever else you need to do. So don't let anyone ever make you think otherwise um, unless you are totally out of alignment with me and prefer to believe something else, which is totally fine too. I am just focused on safety and keeping you guys in the best possible shape physically, spiritually, mentally, on on all sides. That is my goal, is to have this next generation of healers, whoever is emerging into that space right now, be the best and most grounded versions of themselves so that they can support other people safely safely, ethically. (laughs) That's the goal, is to keep people doing this in a way where it's, it's 
infused with a lot of self-care and a lot of love, and it's done in a way that you can live a long, happy, healthy life without sacrificing your body, and still being intuitive beyond, beyond anything. Okay, so I'm going to pull a tarot card. Maybe you have a question, you're welcome to ask that now. Or if there's some other information, maybe just use it as guidance. Something will speak to you, perhaps. All right. We have the Four of Wands. This is so funny that this is coming up this week because this is the happy home card, right? And this whole analogy of a house, it's kind of correlating perfectly with this. So focus on your physical space. Do you need to do some nesting? Is there something else that you have been wanting to do in terms of your home or maybe your physical body? Do you need to start getting some movement in? That's always a great way to ground. Focus on things that are going to make you feel nourished in present time and what's going to help you ground yourself in the moment and really work on your physical space. That's the best way for me to describe this. Like, I know that I I just gave an analogy for taking care of your own home uh, (laughs) in terms of your your bodies, but this is more of the, the physical side of things. There also might be some celebration that you're, um, doing this week. So it's wedding season. We're getting into that. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm not sure about Southern Hemisphere if that's the same or not. I'm assuming no, because our seasons are inverted. But just just understand that there is a lot of celebrating going on. Tis the season. And if you don't have anything to celebrate, then find something to celebrate. And the other message that's coming through is for those of you that are trying to figure out what to do next, or if you're uncertain if things are going to work out, things are coming together. It's just that you might not see the final product right this moment. But the Four of Wands is a reminder that things are coming together and they're They're in the works, so you can trust that a little bit more this week. Now, collective prayer time. I also want to remind you that when I do these collective prayers, whether you're struggling with the issues or not, I recommend and I advise because it would be helpful to a lot of other people that you just be in agreement. Like with with what I'm saying, with the prayer that I'm sending out for other people, just be in agreement for the same things to support whoever needs it because you never know when you're going to need some collective prayer power, okay? So the, the prayer that I would like to send out for those who need it, it has to do with material resources. Maybe it's a home, maybe it's money, maybe it's something else. Maybe you are absolutely terrified of not being able to pay for what you need to pay, or maybe you're struggling to pay down some debt, or you're, you're changing jobs and you're worried about the resources component of that. And I am in full agreement for you to get the resources that you need. And if you can't see them right now, I'm in full agreement for you to see them appear. Either right now, the ones that you already have that you didn't realize or didn't see, they're actually being unveiled and you're now 
getting access to those. So I'm in full agreement for that. I'm also in agreement for those jobs, for those promotions, for those resources to come through this week and um, for weeks on out and for you to be fully supported. I'm not sure if you follow me on Instagram, but if you have been following me on there, you know I have been talking a bit about personal investment and resources. And just remember, just because God, universe, divine source might be presenting some challenges in order for you to level up and live a better life. And part of the struggle is how you gain the wisdom in order to create the things that you want. That's kind of an abstract concept, but that's how it works. Remember that God is not going to just stick you in a hole or put you in a position that you can't handle and then not give you a hand up. That's, I promise you, that's not how this works. You're not like being kicked while you're down if you're struggling with resources, even if it feels that way, even if you're having catastrophe after catastrophe. This is something where you have to say yes first. You have to be in a space of faith and conviction that there is a solution, there is a way out, there is a resource available to you that maybe you can't see right in this moment, but I promise you it's available. It is available. It's not out of reach. But if you really believe that God is not here to support you or help you or give you a helping hand, then it won't be. So you got to be careful with what you're telling yourself because I know fully and completely that God might present challenges, but always gives a helping hand whenever you need it, whenever you ask for it. So just know it's there. The solution is there, but you have to listen and you have to take action on it. All right. So I'm in full agreement for those resources coming in quickly and easily and abundantly. And one last thing that I wanted to mention here that is a little bit more personal to me, but I have a good friend of mine, Lexi, who had to fly out to Germany for some special ultra mega healer medical treatment, and I just want to be in full agreement for her rapid recovery, her full healing, and repairing whatever it is that she is working out at this time. So if you guys could be in agreement for that as well, I would greatly appreciate it. Just send her lots of love, lots of healing, and all that good stuff. All right, my friends, that is all that I have for you today. Don't forget to share this with somebody who needs it. Don't forget to let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Leave a review. Whatever your heart desires. I am so appreciative to each and every one of you. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one, if you're in need of a healing session or anything like that, go to my website, Onyx Healing, and um, I can get you tuned up. So that is all for now. And until next time, have a beautiful week, everybody, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.